sing a hymn that many of us already know. It's I Surrender All. And it fits perfectly with this atmosphere that we're in right now. Because it's a what I call a prayer song. It's a position of the heart when we come before God. If you know it, I know most of you will know the chorus part. So we'll sing that together. All to Jesus I surrender all to Him I freely
continue to pray for the Duvall family and Deja, uh, specifically Sister Duvall, Brother Duvall, all of them. Uh, we were at the hospital this morning and Aaliyah uh, was born, but she did not make it. And uh, just continue to pray for that family, holding them up in prayer. It's good to be back. Home. I will tell you though, I don't know where all the, is it pollen, is that what's going on right now? <laughs> it will stop you up quick. Kings chapter 20, 1 Kings chapter 20. I believe it's first. Yes, first Kings. Thank you Sister Crystal for being led of the Lord, I believe, responding uh, on the last day of being able to uh, sing that song, I Surrender All. Uh, in the middle of last week, I've been singing that song in my head. And I've uh, been praying on that subject, thinking about that. It's like 1 Kings 21 through 4. And when Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, gathered all his hosts together, and there were thirty and two kings with him. So Benadad, thirty-two kings, got their horses and their chariots, and they went up and besieged Samaria in war against it. He sent messengers to Ahab, king of Israel, into the city and said unto him, Thus saith Benadad. He created this alliance. And uh, thy silver and thy gold is mine. Thy wives also and thy children, even the goodliest, are mine. And the king of Israel answered and said, O Lord, O king, little L, little K, according to thy saying, I am thine and all that I have. The NIV says of that, just as you say, my Lord, the king, I and all I have are yours. I want to talk about when you give the king everything. All right. When you give the king everything. Brother Fowler, would you lead us in prayer? God, we love you tonight. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you, God, for your mercy. God, we pray that you would anoint the words that are in our hearts and in our minds. Anoint your servant. God, speak the word into our hearts. God, let it fall into the fertile ground of our hearts. Let it plant seed and fruit in our souls, God. Amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated in Jesus' name. When you give the king everything in life and in spiritual life, in order to really be successful in living for God and to truly be happy, to be content. To be made whole, to be satisfied. Right. How, how many love to feel that feeling of being satisfied? In order to feel that feeling of being satisfied, you are going to have to surrender to God at some point in time. And it's not a surrender on our terms. All right? It's not a wheeling and dealing type situation. It's not, God, you do this, I'll do this. You know, we'll meet in the middle. But it has to be a total surrender. Then for that, 
was not willing to accept anything less than a complete surrender. Why? Because as a king of a kingdom that's trying to subdue a kingdom, and the kingdom you're trying to subdue as a king, anything less than a total surrender would become an enemy in your camp. Mm -hmm. That's good. And, and, and so, even and with Israel, they they would have to surrender, even though for them there might be a slim chance. It, it, you know, they're facing this uh, this coming together of thirty-two kings, and I'm assuming nations, and mounting an attack against Ahab and Israel. It looks bleak and it looks slim. And a total surrender is what is needed here in order for them to survive. So, God, as He was moving on me, you ever get a song in your head? I mean, days, I'm, uh, even a week, and it's just on and on and over and over. And I know it's an old song written in the late 1800s, but I, I just kept singing that song. I, I surrender all. And I, I, I was walking around different places and I would just be humming, I surrender all. And I would say the words, I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. And I over and over. And I, I look at the book of Acts, chapter 5, if you're able to turn there with me. And let's, let's go there. A certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. But kept by a part of the price. Doesn't really sound that bad, does it? I mean, you sell your stuff and you keep back what you want. But it, it says they kept back part of the price and brought the servant part and laid it at the apostles' feet. You know, look at what we're doing. Check this out. And, but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whiles it remained, was it not thine own? And was it sold? Was it not in thy power? And why hast thou, now listen this, why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? So here, here was the deal. He sold this, they sold this, but they had a plan. They had concocted this plan. They, they, they were bargaining with the Holy Spirit. They were bargaining with God. And, and it says, it goes on, it said there, Ananias, why has Satan filled thy heart to lie? So it specifically says, why have you allowed Satan to enter into your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? And, and, and then he says, thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. Great fear came all then on them that heard these things. The young men rose up, uh, wound him up, carried him out, and buried him. And about the space of three hours, his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter, when you hate to be in her shoes, you know, you ever feel, they know everything and you don't know anything. Have you ever been in a situation like that? You're, everybody in the room knows the answer to the question, but you don't know if they know. And you're not sure if they know, and so you're definitely, especially when I was, when I was a kid, I think about those times I was in trouble. My mom or my daddy, they knew, you know what I mean? And, and my grandma, especially, man, she'd know. 
and going out there and breaking hickory off. <laughs> Y'all didn't have hickory up there. Y'all be a little young for hickories. You have leather. You have hands. My kids had the spoon, the wood spoon. Yeah, I you whip that And those kids would straighten up. And, uh, Anybody have a spoon around here? Yes, sir. Use the spoon. <laughs> I had hickory. I, re I remember thinking when my grandma, my grandma was straight, and uh, she she was she loved me, she loved us, but she knew how to keep all those kids straight and in order. And for her, for her, it was the hickory. She grew some hickory bushes out there, and, and they were always close by. She babied those things, and I remember. Thank you. I, I, I was kind of, I grew up and I was, I was a jokester. I had some other terminology, but I was making sure it was appropriate for uh, after the Holy Ghost. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> told me to break off a hickory and I came back with a twig. Don't ever do that. You know, you know that, but don't ever do that to your grandma. Got her own hickory. Came back and that was a pretty sight. But Peter answered, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. Yeah. Everybody's in the room. You know what I mean? Looking around while y'all looking at me like this. And uh, yeah, 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 that's right. And uh, that's what we did. And uh, it, it says, Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door, shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet, and yielded up the ghost, and the young men came in, found her dead, carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. Great fear came upon all the church, and upon as many as heard these things. By the hands of the apostles, were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all of one accord in Solomon's porch, and of the rest there should no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. Believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets, laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow them. Said Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, his wife sold a possession, verse 2, and kept back part of the price. How's the NIV phrase? Is that kept back part of the price? Now, now I ask you, was did God need the money? Did God need that money? You know, I, 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 the budget's tight, and uh, I really needed that, and you weren't willing to give it, and so now you're going to die. Did God really need that money? Or did God need a total surrender in their heart from their life? Amen. Could it be that they had followed, that they had yielded, that they had sought God, that they had lived for Him, and, and, and now they had allowed the king of greed, prince of poverty, come into their life and, and, and to convince them that they could bargain with God or that they could hide something from Him, that they could hold it back. And, and, and could it be that, 
they had been yielding to God all along. I don't know it, and, but can I tell you that God has grace for our hard-headedness so many times. Uh, he has had so much grace on me and in my life. And, and, and I've been hard-headed and uh, I've had my days and times in my life that I waffled back and forth, uh, that I, I did the hokey pokey. Anybody ever done the hokey pokey? You know, you're in for a moment, you're out for a moment, and uh, not not like fully, but you know, you've got this internal thing that you're bargaining with God, and you're trying to come up with your own deal and your own side, and and instead of just surrendering wholly to God, you walk in and you're like, God, I'll give you this much. I'll, I'll give you this amount and I, I'll commit to you this portion and I'll live for you this strong and I'll live for you this hard but I'm not going to cross this line or I'm not going to go any further than this or uh, I'm going to live for you holy man. I'm going to come to the altar on Sunday and commit and, and God I give you everything. I give you all but on Monday we return so often. I'm not talking about us but just in life and in our past and things we've looked at, we do that. Uh, that hokey pokey. Could it be that sometimes there's a test and that God is wanting to see are you all in? With everything you got, are you all in? Or are you not in at all? Are you all in? Or are you not in at all? You see, the devil wants to establish a stronghold in your life. The devil wants to establish a stronghold in my life. And the only way he can establish that stronghold is if we allow him space. And if we allow him room to establish that stronghold. And the only way, if we look at Ananias and Sapphire, Peter said, Why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price? When do we keep something back? When are you holding something back on God? And I have to ask, I'm not asking you, I have to ask myself that question. God, when am I holding? I, I want to be all in. I, I want to be wholly committed. I, I want to be completely surrendered. And, and, and I believe that I am, but if there's something I'm not surrendered in, I want God to speak into my life because I, I want to be that close. I don't want to hold something back. I do not want for there to be space in my life that the enemy can set up a stronghold and that stronghold ultimately being what pulls me down or pulls me back. Or, uh, so, so when do we want something talking about out there, not in here. I'm talking about in the world. When do we want something in the world so bad that we're willing to allow when, 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 when you hear those whispers and the temptation of the enemy. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, when he, when he comes in and he, he sets those snares and he lays those traps and and he puts those things before you and, you know, he tempts you with lust and he tempts you with greed and he tempts you with simpler things and, 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 and tempts you maybe with credit cards and with 
uh, extreme debt and you know you can do so good for a certain number of years and it, it, maybe I'm making it easy with that but it, it, it is so true you know you fight you fight you fight and, and you stay on top of things and you're getting somewhere and you're getting close and then all of a sudden you see something you want nobody's ever done that before and instead of waiting for it or saving for it you just go ahead and Approved. You don't even have to sign in a lot of places now. Uh, they asked my wife to sign for something today or yesterday, and she signed, and I was like, I hadn't even had to sign in so long. And they swipe, and then all of a sudden, here you go, you owe. And I'm not talking about owing, I'm talking about having those things in our heart. And when, when do we want things? stuff, materialistic things. When, when do we want worldly things? When do we want carnal things? So much that we're willing to set aside a space, portion. Hey, we're we're going to live for God. If you look at the pie, man, we're giving God 80%, 90%. You know what I mean? But we got that little bit that's holding back. Can that little bit be enough that the enemy is able to step into our life and begin to set up a stronghold that ultimately tries to ensnare us. And it's not really, I believe God's a God of grace and mercy, but I'm looking at this scripture in reality. This was the church. It was the book of Acts chapter 5, and the church was moving forward. And, you know, God had said enough is enough. And I don't have you holy, so look what happens. I don't want to keep things back from God. Joshua chapter 7, Israel had been walking in victory, moving forward. And, uh, and they had, does anybody remember what had they marched around just before this? Jericho. And had they gotten the victory? They had gotten the victory. And then they're going to Ai, right? And, and they feel like, hey, you know, I'm a soldier in the army and I'm marching, claiming victory. And I won't, you know what I'm talking about? They're, they're moving forward. They're advancing. They're about to overtake Aion. It, it, it says in verse 7, But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zebdi, the son of Zerah, the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. What this one man did in, in, in just a portion of his heart that, that he didn't follow the instructions of God, I, it, it, it cost them, and it cost them that battle. They ultimately came back, and they ultimately got the victory, but it cost them something. And I, I don't want there to be space in my heart or in my life. I don't want things in my life. Things. Somebody say that with me. Say things. Things. Somebody stand up and shout, I don't want things. To hold me back. I don't want things. I don't want things and stuff to hold me back. I don't want anything this world has to offer to keep me from the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout yes. Give me praise right now. Thank you, church. Be seated. First Thessalonians 5. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil. Yes. That covers a whole lot of questions. Come on now. 
That covers a whole lot of if, ands, or buts right there. That, that all, all, A lot of those little things that you're asking God, is this right or wrong? I just answered that for you. I just answered that in the Word of God, staying from all appearance of evil. If it appears or it might appear, should we abstain from it? If it appears to be evil or somebody might look on us and think that that's evil, is it wrong? Avoid all appearance of evil. Stand from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who will also do it. Brethren, pray for us. But he says, first of all, quench not the spirit. I don't want to quench the moving of the Holy Ghost. I want the Spirit of God to move in my life so profoundly, so powerfully. I want the anointing of God to rest upon us. And it does. You can come up here on a Sunday morning. Sometimes we are spoiled apostolic. I say that to me. I'm preaching to me tonight. And we get so we can get so used to a move of the Holy Ghost. What everyone out there needs. It's right here. I'm not boasting by saying that. I can say that just walking in. If I'm on the outside and I look, what we have in here is so powerful, so profound, so mighty that if a small percentage of the world got to experience what we experience on Sunday morning, how changed this world would become if the church could get outside the walls and be able to minister in the highways and the byways and compel them to come into the kingdom. Turned himself to become their enemy. 
he fought against them. People that were on his side, he fought against. I don't want to take God's pie. Hezekiah Walker said, I'm sold out. I think about that. My heart's fixed. Yeah. Mine's made up. No room, no vacancies. I'm all filled up. Amen. I am filled up. His spirit lives in me, and that's the reason. My heart's fixed. Is your heart fixed tonight? That means that pie that belongs to God is it fixed? Is it, in, is it uncompromisable? Is it willing to serve God at all costs, with all risk, no matter what? God is your. My life is yours. My life is in your hands. Is that our mindset? Is that, that how we are? Where we are? Where we? Should, it's where we should be. And, and, and Hezekiah goes on, and that's the reason I'm sold out. It's easy to live for God hard. Right. But it is hard to live for God easy. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. You are part of my slang, or you ain't. <laughs> my English teacher, Miss Edwards, would get on to me about that. You are, or you ain't. Right. The king had to surrender all. Right. Ananias and Sapphira had to not hold anything back. Israel had had the sea, the Red Sea parted. They'd been fed manna from above. And yet they found a way to carve out a portion of their heart that belonged to God and crave, desire, Material, old things, old ways, old lifestyles, the way it used to be so much. Ananias allowed Satan to fill their heart. Why? Just one, just one sliver probably, just one little open door. And, and, and the enemy came in and set up a stronghold. And once a stronghold is set up, it's so hard to break that stronghold down. But when did they stop being surrendered? Man, I've been filled with the Holy Ghost for right at three decades now. I remember shouting. I remember swinging from chandeliers. I'm not joking. I, I remember holy rolling. Uh, if you haven't ever tried that, you ought to try that sometime. You gotta be the Holy Ghost, but you know what I mean. You, you, you need to give. I, I, I remember, I remember dancing the first time I ever danced in the spirit. I remember dancing over this guy. He's a pre apostolic preacher now, and uh, but man, he he had rolled and he was in the floor, and I was right beside him. God told me to take a step. I started dancing. I had never done that before. And they said I danced all over him, all over his face and his head and his shoes were all over. And I got finished and somebody told me that and I looked and he didn't have a mark on him. Yes. Uh, he got up and everybody asked him and they were like, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was in the Holy Ghost and I was in the Holy Ghost. And, 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 and I, 
I, I want to stay in the Holy Ghost. I, I don't ever want to lose that. I don't ever, I, I don't ever want to allow materialistic, carnal desires to, to set a root in my heart that begins to grow to where I am just not wholly surrendered to Jesus. Hallelujah. I got to be sold out. My mind's got to be made up. Van de Venter wrote the song in the late 1800s. All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily live. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. All to Jesus, I surrender. Make me Savior, holy thine. Let me feel that Holy Spirit. Truly know that Thou art mine. All to Jesus, I surrender. Lord, I give myself to Thee. Feel me with thy love and power. Let thy blessing fall on me. Is there anybody tonight that you're just in that place 
in your life right now, God, I got a lot of things going on and situations and stuff and all this is happening and things are happening fast and things are moving fast and, 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 and God, is this wrong or is this right? Is this right or is this wrong? And, and, and Is that really, should we really be doing that or should we not be doing that? And, and you just got to get to where you surrender everything to God. God, I give it all to be my blessed Savior. I surrender all. I, I give it all to you. I am soul. Is there anybody sold out tonight? You want to give God everything. Oh, hallelujah. Anybody want to stand with me right now? God, I'm sold out to you. I surrender all to you. God, if there's anything inside of my heart, inside of my life, that is not 100% for you, God, then stir me. Remove any place for the devil. Remove any strongholds that have tried to set root in my heart because I want to live for you with everything. There's a deep stirring going on. 
God's dealing with someone's heart. There's some perhaps little thing. And God is stepping in here tonight. And he's like that little thing. you got to watch out for that little thing. Because that little thing is what Satan will take root and grow into an agenda that is not of God, but is that of Him. And it'll take root, and it's a lot easier to stop it now than to wait until it grows and those weeds start to surround the good fruit that God has been doing and working in your life.
you're trying to be the manager, then you're not going to understand what God wants to move in a way that perhaps is not the way you want Him to move. But if the Holy Ghost is a manager for you, then the Holy Ghost can move however the Holy Ghost wants to move. And you are fluid and you learn to just flow in the Spirit of God and what the Holy Ghost is doing. And that's why you can't manage the Holy Ghost. You've got to let the Holy Ghost manage you. You've got to let the Spirit of God guide you and lead you and you be the follower and you be the one that responds and you be the one that's willing to get out of your comfort zones, out of your comfortable positions or places and let God move and let God be God and let the Spirit of God guide you. He's going to lead you into places that are miraculous. He wants to guide you into fields of the harvest and the harvest time that
conversions without power. They need the true power of the Holy Ghost. They need Christ in us, the hope of glory. They need to know Him in the fullness of truth. They need to feel Him. They're searching for Him. They've been to all the other places, and yet they cannot get satisfied. And it's because God's hand is upon them. His call is on their life. He's stirring them. He's drawing them. And He's drawing them to you. You are the hands. You are the feet. wants to use you. Would you throw your hands in the air one more time, God? And however, whatever, oh God, let there be an outpouring on my job. Let there be an outpouring at my school. Let there be an outpouring at my grocery store. And I let there be an outpouring in the office that I visit for some reason other than work tomorrow or the next day. And God, let, let me
God's gonna, God's able to do something that goes far, what we, far above what we think. And let, let, let's pray, let's fast, let's seek after God, and invite people to church. You see somebody out this week that needs God, and you will. If you're out there anywhere, you're going to see somebody that needs God. Invite them to church. Pray with them there. Don't let it, you know, don't just become to my church. It's not about your church. It's about Jesus. You pray with them right then. Don't just come meet my pastor. No. Meet my God. Share. Share what's inside of you. Share your gifting. And I know sometimes it's, it's difficult because God will put you in seats and places that you'll be ministering to people that perhaps are your managers and or someone you manage. And, and fear will set in, well, if I say this and it offends them, is it going to affect my job? Maybe nobody's ever done that, right? Oh, all yes. that. And, but I believe the Holy Ghost has given us the jobs we have for such a time as this. So that we're able to open our mouths up and minister. So that we're able to have this holy boldness about us. Brother Fowler and I talked about that holy boldness you mentioned this morning. And that's what we need is that holy boldness. Carry this message of hope to each and every one. I'll keep talking about the Holy Ghost. I will keep feeling the Holy Ghost. I will come in here Sunday. There's such a powerful breakthrough. I, 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 I believe God can feel the with the Holy Ghost. We baptized, I think, 21 at one time before. I, I believe we can go far beyond that. Amen. We so much we got to drain the baptistry and fill it back up and baptize them in cold water that God will have to heat up. He did it for me. He did it for them. He did it for me. Praise God. He did it for me. Pray. Let's stand. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Brother, you come in and give this Praise the Lord. Pastor, Pastor came back with some fire, with the word to get us sparked up and make sure that we have that fire that is kindled. We don't just need the kindling, we need all of the wood. Hallelujah. To keep this fire going. So therefore, we need to make sure that we are doing this continuously. Not just here at church, but also at our homes. And when I say this, I'm definitely speaking to me that I need to make sure that I contend for the faith by doing what I must do at work, at the stores, in my neighborhood, wherever I'm at. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. Um, please do not forget we have um, this weekend. Uh, don't forget to look at your bulletin. I know everybody take them, but we got it online also. Make sure you look at the bulletin uh, for all of our events. This week we have, um, I'm just mentioning things that we usually don't have in the bulletin. Y'all know all the other routine things. But we have our armor bearers at 830 a.m. on Saturday, we have our armor bearers maintenance day. So gentlemen, many hands make light work. 
as uh, Reverend Mick Gordon always says, so we need all hands on deck, as many as possible, to sit and direct these young men. You have some young men in your neighborhood want to learn how to do work, bring them on out. Every young man, every man needs to learn how to put his hand to the plow and do a little work, right? Saturday we also have at 9 a.m. where we're doing our um, uh, maintenance day, we're going to be working around those that are doing their music workshop. That's from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturday. And um, let's see, what else? And pretty much that is it besides our, as you prepare your wallets and your purses and your um, electronic devices with your um, uh, Bitcoin. Uh, please do not forget about the Military Life Family Trip. Um, by this Sunday, I need a commitment from at least 10 families, $50 deposit, to lock in the base price for the rooms. I don't have to pay for the rooms until about two weeks before, but I need to lock the price in, and I can't do that without paying them in advance. So I need at least 10 families with their $50 deposit. I have three families right now. A lot of people went online and said they're interested, but we need you to be more than interested. I need you to be committed. Hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody may be interested in the Lord, but we want them to be committed. <laughs> All right? So go ahead and commit. If you want to go, it's a great price. You can't beat um, an amusement park, which is one of the best amusement. You've been to Carowinds. To me, it's one of the better amusement parks. And I'm not just saying that because of because uh, uh, I'm from Carolina. <laughs> but this is their 50th anniversary. They got three new roller coasters that have been built in the past five or six years. So make sure that you come out with us and have fun, all right? So we're going to be out there April 14th through the 15th and join ourselves and just get a little reckless with our bodies on those roller coasters, all right? Well, praise the Lord as we prepare to come up and give our offering. Hallelujah. We always want to give thanks and halal to the Lord that he is our provider. Yeah. And therefore, we give back to this local assembly so we may continue to have lights when we come in here, that we may have heat to warm us up when it's cold outside and the adverse when it's hot outside, hallelujah, which changes a lot here in Georgia. And also we're being protected from the pollen, but let's go before the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, hallelujah, we are thankful, Lord, for the powerful word, Lord, that we received tonight. Many of us, Lord, might have come here thinking that it was just going to be that average, Lord Jesus, but we always want to come with a spirit, Lord, of anticipation and expectation, Lord, to receive from you, Lord. We pray, Lord, for all the prayers that went up this evening, Lord, that they, Lord, are as a savory fire, Lord, a simmering, Lord Jesus, smoke, Lord, until your nostril, Lord, an incense, Lord, of prayer. We thank you and we pray, Lord, that you would and you have heard every prayer, Lord, that you would answer them. We pray for the blessing of those that are in need, Lord, for the Duval family, especially, Lord Jesus, in this time of need, Lord. And we pray, Lord, over this offering, Lord, as we give back unto you. In Jesus' name, and the congregation said amen. amen. Thank you. God bless. Go with God. And I borrowed somebody's bulletin. Thank you very much. Oh, if you have a card, you have to give out on a kiosk out back. It is on, um, all the little uh, cards are inside the box. Make sure you put SQ on it. And Christy Lynn Carowinds is 30 times better than Disney World. <laughs>